0: Welcome to the Macro Millionaire Podcast with Jesse and Erica Dale, where we explore how to get the most out of life, focusing on purpose, passion, and prosperity.
1: Hey, Macro Millionaires. Welcome to another episode of our podcast. We've got a special guest for you guys today, a little bit of a treat. And today we thought we would really dive into accountability, what that means, and give you guys some tips on how you can hold yourselves accountable.
0: Yeah, absolutely. This is a very near and dear topic to us because In our professions, and I guess in the world, you just see people commit to goals, and then two weeks later, it's like, hey, what happened to that goal? And they say they wanna be accountable, but there's just no accountability. So I'm gonna dive right in. These are our top three tips. Number one, there has to be awareness of the data. If you wanna get out of debt, then you need to be looking on a daily basis, what's going out, what's coming in. You wanna lose weight, for example, you wanna lose body fat, you need to know what is going in you want to move more, you want to have more energy, you know, I wear a Fitbit tracker. So anyone can say, hey, Jesse, how much did you move today? And in 10, 10 milliseconds, I can look and be like, well, I moved you know, so many miles or so many thousand steps. So there has to be a metric of awareness that is objective and completely not of the subjective route. So awareness and data is key.
1: Yeah, I think it's so easy to lie to ourselves when we're not tracking something, like with business, for example. I was like, well, yeah, I had, I was in six conversations today, but was I really, or was it fluff? Was it, you know, Hey, bestie, how are you? I mean, those aren't going to progress my business, but I had six conversations today. So if I'm not tracking that and being intentional in progressing my business, it's just not going to happen.
0: Yeah. And data doesn't lie. There could be outliers, but data doesn't lie. And that's what I love about number one.
1: So, on to the second one, and this, um, this one um, can get a little bit hairy, I guess you know is, is getting yourself an accountability partner mm-hmm. or a group or a coach We talked about coaches a lot in in past podcasts, but someone that is going to actually be truthful, maybe a little bit harsh, if you go to your accountability partner let 's say you meet on Fridays, you have a phone call, and they ask what your activity was for the week and you're like, oh, my week was just crazy, and this, and the kids, and this, and, and they say, oh, well, it's okay. You need to fire your accountability partner. Yeah. They are not holding you to what you said you wanted to do. Now, things happen. We get that, but if they're not like, hey, this needs to never happen again. This needs to be a better week. If they don't push you, and again, sometimes it has to come off a little bit harsh, then you need to find a different or a better accountability partner.
0: Yeah. And on that, I, I think honesty, utter honesty with your accountability, partner. don't say you want someone hardcore. Oh, I want the drill sergeant. If you don't mean that. And I see that a lot. They say they want the drill sergeant. So you come in there living up to their expectations and it's like, oh, you got to give me grace. Come on. The kids were sick or this, that. Or. Well, hold on. You said you wanted drill sergeant. You said you wanted a direct So when finding an accountability partner, it's very important that you say, hey, I might need, I want you to be firm, I want you to be strong, but I might need grace in these areas, just so you know that up front. But don't say that, and then after the fact, when they they live up to your expectations, expect grace in certain realms. So, or you might say, Hey, I need an accountability. I just need a reminder. I need an encourager. I need more of a cheerleader. There's different levels of accountability partners. So being honest with what level you want is very key. And don't say you want hardcore. If you might need a little more nurturing, more of a cheerleading accountability partner.
1: Yeah. I think too, just knowing <clears throat> who that person can be. Cause a lot of times we'll go to like our best friend or our spouse right. or those people will more than likely let you off the hook, 100%. more so than someone that's maybe not as close to you. Um, so, like within my team, I'll say, don't don't go to your direct upline or your direct downline. Go crossline. Like, go find someone in the company that has nothing to do with your business. Yes, and they were probably they'll probably push you a little bit more than you know your your best friend or your husband or your wife.
0: Yeah, I know. For me, growing up, I had that hardcore accountability partner. I was on the way to the beach to see my uh, family and. <laughs> He's like, uh, yeah, turn around or you're fired. And he was not joking. I'm in my beachwear. I'm in my glasses. You know, the T-tops were off. I turned around. <laughs> I mean, and it was no games. So, and, and that's what made me the man that I am today, or par- partly, but that's what I needed at the time. Absolutely. So number three is you have to look at what you're being accountable to. And is there meaning? Is there teeth behind that? So, Hey, I want to, I want to lose five pounds. Okay. What is the teeth behind that? What is the meaning behind that? We have the process. We can get the partner, but is there, is there a strong reason that you want that you want to do that? And I think going public with that reason is absolutely huge. If you're not willing to go public with it, uh, I'm going to question, and this is what our special guest is going to come on. So I'm going to actually let her take over here because I know that she's got some really good points that kind of piggyback off this special guest speaker in the house. Um, she is um, with the with life, and she's rocking and rolling over there. Um, that's kind of how I met her. She's rocking and rolling with. Um, uh, with Macro Millionaire, she's launched her nutrition company, uh, subject matter expert, or what I call a shmee <laughs> on fasting, fasting protocols, intermittent fasting. She actually just did an amazing seminar a couple of weeks on that. It was online. So, just an amazing person. So, welcome, Angie Clay.
2: Thanks, Jesse. So, reiterating your point about accountability, and I think that you have to find your why. So Mm. when you talk about something like, yeah, you have to go public with your goal, but like, why, why are you, why are you setting a goal to lose 10 pounds by October? What's the teeth behind that has to be the why. And it needs to be so important to you that nothing is going to stop you from getting that. Mm. And if you can't find that, like, it's super easy to quit, right? Like if I say to you, Hey, I want to lose 10 pounds by October. And you're like, okay, why? And you're like, well, I kind of want to look good when I go to this event, But is that really a why? For some people, it is. For some people, it isn't enough. And so you have to find that, like whatever happens, you're going to stick to what you said you were going to do and finding, digging deep and finding that why. And I think so many times people set these goals and it's a great idea, but they have a surface level Mm -hmm. goal and they don't dig deep and they don't find that feeling That like I would do anything as a mother, myself, I have three kids. And as a mother, I would literally do anything for my kids. Mm -hmm. So if you said you have to lose 10 pounds or I'm going to take your daughter and that's going to be it. I mean, that sounds crazy, right? But I I I, I literally lose those 10 pounds because you're not going to take my daughter. Right. It's like that gun to the the head Exactly. You have to find that for whatever your goal is. And it doesn't need to be weight loss. That sounds crazy for weight loss, but in business, (laughs) maybe it is life or death that you find your why so that you can build your business because with everything going on right now, things aren't certain. Your job isn't necessarily certain. Mm. And so finding that right now and why it is then down the road, you're going to be so grateful that you had that, you know, ability to figure out what your why was. And then all of your goals will be accomplished.
0: And Angie, I like what you said. uh, And what I got out of what you just said is being preemptive with your why. Mm. Like, you know, you're saying like your, your, your children will, right now things are uncertain and you want to send your if you want to send your children to, to uh to college and you don't have a plan b guess what when boss man comes in and says guess what we're taking things online we're eliminating your your you know your department you along with it or we're cutting your salary down by 70 percent," which is what happened to me mm-hmm. and they weren't mean this they closed clubs i went from nine clubs to three clubs so my salary went from very very good to very very small and if I was trying to like pay for a kid's college fund or my house payment for that matter. So having that plan be, be preemptive with that. Why? Well, I think yeah. what happens in my life, in my children's life, in my spouse's life, if I don't have a safety net? Yeah, I, don't, I mean, doing a tight walk in a circus without a safety net, nobody does that. But we do that with our kids' lives.
1: Well, I think like we just talked about this the other day. This was um, what I tell a lot of people is we as human beings are more preventative so preemptive preventative right. in in taking care of our vehicles oh, our vehicles yeah. that last us what five ten <laughs> years if you're lucky okay. we're not preventative in our bodies we're not preventative in our health we're not preventative in our our finances and our plan b's and it's just crazy to me that we would go and oh i gotta get that oil changed before before the car blows up right what about the oil change in, in your life, in your kids' lives, in your future, in your legacy? Yes, and I awesome. think when you develop that why, and, and whether it's prevention, prevent preemptive, whether it's I'm in this incredible pain right now, currently, once that's developed, you go back to number two, you go back to number one, and and all of that accountability will push you to the next level. Yeah,
0: I love it when we're at events and we surround ourselves by the most giving millionaires and i mean like they're they're millionaires dollar wise you know and i noticed that they all have like they're like an elevator and they're being hung up by like multiple cables they don't just have one cable Mm -hmm. that makes them millions they're very preemptive they they have this small side business they have a plan b c d e and f right you know and they say what the average millionaire has like you know six other seven yeah Mm -hmm. that they don't do that because you know, hey, I just love to, to open up a ton of businesses, although, although they may, but I, they do that to be preemptive. Hey, what happens if cable A snaps right. and we're in this elevator? Right. Okay, cool. We got B, C, and D. How many cables in all realms of your life do you want to have, you know, holding you up?
1: Yeah. And I think we could, we could do a whole, whole podcast on that right. because I think people get confused with having seven revenue streams and they think right. they've got to go out and have seven separate businesses and you're one person i mean we closed our yeah. gyms because we were two people and having four businesses just wasn't we were given a little bit to each and we weren't going to be great in any of them right and so sometimes that that message there does get confusing maybe yeah we'll do that next yeah that year. is
0: true that's, that's a good. very yeah you got to have one main cable yes yeah
1: and
2: then things true. that plug into those things right i think too that we don't like to imagine worst case scenarios because like we're always thought to, you know, we're always taught to think positive Mm, and to really focus on what the best case scenario is. But sometimes if you really think like, what's the worst case scenario, two things can happen with this. One, you can realize worst case scenario isn't as bad as you anticipated, Mm -hmm. but also two worst case scenario pushes you to like, Oh my gosh, if I were to get fired, if I were to lose my job, I might lose my house. That might push me to actually make another call or to message yeah. another person that, or whatever. That's so like, well, it isn't necessarily like beneficial. You know, you, you hear it isn't beneficial to, to think worst case scenario because you're like, focus on positive. Well, I believe that and I'm all about positive personal development, yeah. but I also think sometimes you have to think worst case scenario. So it scares you mm. to put in the action mm. that needs yeah. to happen. You know, that's a, that
0: is a great point. I, I always get down on my mom. You've heard me t- tell this story about when I first opened my first gym, the first yes. thing she said is, what is your exit strategy? And I always beat her <laughs> up on that, but I never even heard the term exit strategy. And then it was planted. Like, and you're right. The fear of like, holy cow, you're right. I can go bankrupt. Yeah. Well, you it's know what I mean? Like. The, like
1: Living in the present, right? You can't live in the what-ifs. You can't live in the worst-case scenarios. But you got to think of them. You also can't live in in the rainbows and unicorns with your head in your clouds. Right. Because you've got to come back to reality and do something.
0: Well, it's like, you know, like Angie states, if you're taking your family to Mexico... You're woke, you're aware, you know that there's some things that go on at airports. So you're just, you take the sunglasses off, you keep your kids a little closer. Yeah. You don't dwell on it, you're not like, oh my gosh, there's people that can snatch You're just a little bit more aware and you go out and you have an amazing vacation, but it's that level of awareness mm. is there that makes you take little small steps to make sure that your family's safe and protected.
2: Yeah, well, even for me yesterday, so I'm here visiting in Indiana from Montana, and I went for a run on my own in a city that I'm not familiar with, so I'm just aware, right? Like, I'm not freaked out, Yeah, I'm not terrified, but I'm aware of who's around me, and I'm not just like, I'm also not like, (laughs) oh my God, they're going to kill me, they're
1: going to do this. (laughs) I'm just
2: aware of what's happening and knowing what's a possibility, so I take the action necessary to push myself to where I want to go without having to be one way or the other, like too high or too low, like staying at a good stable level is going to get you the best results you're looking for. I love yeah, it. I love absolutely.
0: That. Well, no, this this was awesome. Special guest, Angie Clay in the <laughs> house. Always a pleasure to, to have her down here. Um, thank you for tuning in. And please share this with somebody. Maybe you, you know someone that needs some extra help with uh, accountability or maybe let us know. Uh, you can find us on all the uh, major social media platforms. Uh, but let us know as far as what you got out of this. And of course, we always appreciate a macro million air five-star review if you got something out of this. We'll see you next weekend and have a great growth-driven rest of your week. Thanks for joining us on today's Macro Millionaire Podcast. Please be sure to subscribe and leave a millionaire review. Until next time, keep working toward the abundant life you deserve.